You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It's full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. As we do each and every weekday, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. And, of course, if you can't listen live, you can check out the show on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search for full-time fantasy, hit subscribe. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. And you can check out the site now. Our fantasy football draft kit is ridiculous. We have our week two preseason notes. You know, we know a lot of you guys don't watch the preseason, but there's some things to take away. Even though we're seeing fewer players uh, play, and I think it's going to be interesting this week with the dress rehearsal here in week three, I think you're going to see players play less than we're accustomed to. But uh, you can still get some insightful notes. And again, if this can steer you in the direction of a player in the middle to late rounds, it'll make a difference. And, you know, I always key uh, think, you know, preparation is key. The more information you have, the better. You want to be smarter than your league mates. So check out the preseason notes. Uh, my rankings are updated. I do it daily. I know maybe the date wasn't updated, but trust me, I'm telling you, I update it daily. You can tell. Deonta Foreman's out of the rankings. Josh Gordon has moved up. So I do make changes. Uh, you know, I'm drafting pretty much daily. There's a Beat Adam Ronis League tonight. PlayFFWC.com at 10 p.m. Eastern. So I know a lot of you guys listen. You think you're better than me. So here, here's your chance to prove it, you know, uh, get in the league. It's fun. Uh, most people are very friendly. I like a lot of the people that join the draft, but there are some people out there I see that think they're better than the experts or the analysts. So, all right, if that's you and you listen here, you know where I stand on players. You hear my information. You see the rankings. You see it. So use it to your advantage. So tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the beat Adam Ronis online championship league hop in there and uh, let's get it on. Uh, we have our preseason pro picks up from Dr. Roto, Sean Childs and several high stakes players, Kimmer Slicer, Brad Cruz, and everyone, Mark Deming, everyone gives a preseason breakout pick, a bust bounce back player sleeper and a stash in cash. So mine will be up either tomorrow or Thursday. So that will be posted uh, and again, the updated rankings as well. And if you have any specific questions, you can ask them on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Use the promo code RONIS50. You get your first two months for the price of one. We also have customizable rankings. You know, this is very important. I think a lot of sites don't do this. Everyone plays in a different format. Some people have two quarterbacks, two tight ends, three flex. Maybe you have a league where it's non-PPR, and obviously we talk a lot of PPR here because – uh, it feels like we're headed that way. Maybe you're at a half-point PPR, but, you know, we have customizable rankings. You just put in your parameters, what the scoring system is, and then you hit a button and it customizes it for your league. So that's another aspect. We have a lot of great tools that you can use, so make sure you head on over and join today. We have online championship reviews. I have five value quarterbacks, five value running backs, receivers, just so much there. Also, we are supplying con uh, content to Sports Illustrated this year, so Yesterday's article was a uh, debate on Kyler Murray. Uh, I took the pro side. Uh, Frankie Tadeo took the side uh, going against them. So we have a couple of these debate articles up. We had one on Todd Gurley as well. I uh, looked at 
a tight end strategy quarterback, so a ton on Sports Illustrated as well. So we have you uh, prepared to dominate for the upcoming season. And as I mentioned, playffwc.com. Uh, we got several drafts tonight. We got a starter full season league at 8 p.m. Eastern, or starter best ball at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we have a draft and go that's sold out. We have a world championship league, three spots remaining. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, the online championship where you get to take me on at 10 p.m. Eastern. So I did one of those on Friday. I'll review that, talk about the strategy that I had going into that. And mockdraftnow.com, free. You can win prizes, and you can finish the mock draft in five minutes. So tons of stuff going on. Uh, for, uh, we want to put you in a position where you guys can win some money. All right, let's take a look at the latest headlines here in the NFL right now. Uh, the Andrew Luck saga continues here, and we'll have a piece up on Sports Illustrated this week, uh, when to draft Andrew Luck, what you should do with him. I'll be writing it uh, along with Frankie, so it's a little, another little debate. It's always good to get two sides. I love the debates on radio. Too many people you know, agree on everything. I think it's better when people disagree so you get the opposing viewpoints. At the same time, it has to be organic. I'm not one that's going to force things, but give my opinion, not because I'm forced to. So we have had... Times where Dr. Roto and I disagree, which is good. We have been agreeing on a lot of things, unfortunately. But, hey, you know, that's why I think we both have success in fantasy football. All right, Andrew Luck is not going to practice this week. So, basically, it's a pain tolerance issue at this point. And this is not good for him playing week one, in my opinion. You know, they want to make sure he's healthy. But this is a problem that has lingered for months. It's just, it's bothersome, man. So, uh, it, it hurts the rest of the Colts if he's out, and we don't know how much time he's going to miss. Now, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about Kyler Murray. If you take Andrew Luck, it's really not that big of a deal because you can come back and get another quarterback. So, you know, for example, in the beat Adam Ronis League on Friday, uh, the team Daily Double took Andrew Luck in round 12 as the 10th quarterback off the board. I mean, that's insane value. And what did he do? Very smart, savvy. Next round, Jamison Winston. So... You didn't invest the premium pick on him. It's not like you took him in the first seven, eight rounds. Andrew Luck previously, at some point in drafts, was the second, third quarterback off the board. Now we know he gets pushed down. And again, I will say this. We are talking a lot of FFWC in your home leagues. Andrew Luck's not going in round 12. But he might fall to round eight or nine, depending on when your draft is. You could still, it's the same concept. You just have to time when people are taking quarterbacks. We know in the home leagues... The quarterback runs fly, even for the backups. I mean, I, it infuriates me because the leagues that I see, people taking backup quarterbacks like in round 9 or 10 don't understand how this works. Uh, so you have to adjust to your league. But if you're doing the FFWC, you know where the quarterbacks go. But this was the perfect strategy to implement here because you know if Luck is healthy and he only misses a week or two, he's going to ball. I mean, great offensive line. He was sacked 18 times last year, 39 touchdown passes. Bring in Paris Campbell, who is dealing with a hamstring issue, but there's time for him to get healthy. Ebron, Doyle, Devin Funches, Hilton. There's so many weapons here. So Luck can absolutely crush. Then gets Winston. You know, Winston, I think, has a big year too. So that's the strategy to do. And that's the point with Andrew Luck. You know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, stay away. Uh, you, can, you can do that if you want. Quarterback is so deep, you can say, I don't want any part of him. There's plenty of good quarterbacks. I don't want the headache. That's fair, and especially if you have the mindset like me in a league with 16 rounds, I don't want to take two quarterbacks if I don't have to. And I don't play in many leagues with 16 rounds. For some reason, like the FSGA does 16 rounds. 
in some leagues, of these leagues, like my home league is 24 rounds. We do use IDP players. I play a lot of fantasy football world championships, so it's all 20 rounds. Uh, so I did a draft the other day with some industry people. It was 16 rounds. I didn't take two quarterbacks in that league. In fact, in that draft, I couldn't believe it. Lamar Jackson wasn't drafted. <laughs> so I can go to the waiver wire and get him if I need him. So that's the point. And that's why you never have a set specific strategy. It, it has to be flexible depending on the league. So, yes, in a draft with 20 rounds, yeah, I'm taking two quarterbacks. So that's where you have to do a luck. But, yeah, it's getting frustrated with Andrew Luck because the Colts lied to us a couple years ago. And we didn't know whether he was going to be back or not. And he didn't play the whole year. So that's in the back of people's minds. So definitely a little worrisome about Andrew Luck right now. We'll come back. We'll look at some more news. And I'll start some draft reviews here on Full-Time Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Getting you set for the fantasy football season as last significant week of the preseason this week here with the dress rehearsal and drafts coming fast and furious. It was a big draft weekend this past weekend. Of course, this upcoming weekend, a big draft weekend. And of course, the week after. We'll be out at the Palms first weekend of the NFL season. So you could head on out there. It's not too late. A lot of high-stakes drafts going on out there. Uh, September 5th through that whole weekend watching football out there. Again, you can head on over to playffwc.com. We got several drafts tonight, including the online championship beat out of Bronus League, 10 p.m. Eastern. So if you're man enough to step up and take me on, let's do it. All right? So we talked about Antonio Brown a little bit in the first hour. So Antonio Brown did not have a helmet today. During the stretching portion of practice, but according uh, a source, uh, according to MJ Acosta, said that uh, he's running drills with the offense with a helmet on. So Gruden is scheduled to speak at the podium after practice shortly. So it's just a major headache right now for Antonio Brown. And a lot of people are just avoiding him at this point. But at the same time, you know, if he is on the field, he still can play, man. And he's going to get a ton of volume. So it's a dicey situation right now for people trying to deal with uh, Antonio Brown. And you have to decide whether you want to take him in that spot, thinking, all right, he's going to produce, or is he going to be a constant headache this year, which is certainly possible based on what we've seen so far here in the spring. Other news of notes, uh, we got uh, Drew Locke dealing with a bad thumb sprain. That happened from yesterday. He doesn't need surgery. And uh, Vic Fangio has not been speaking positively of Locke this summer. So I think a lot of people uh, feel that – he could take over this year. It doesn't seem like it. It's probably going to be a lot of Joel Flacco there. Duke Johnson's back at practice for the Texans. He's been out with a hamstring injury. I really like Duke Johnson this year, man. He's been a value. Uh, even with a move to the Texans, we have seen him move up a little bit. 
but not significantly. He went in round eight of my draft on Friday as the 38th running back off the board. Uh, had he made it back to me, I would have taken him. I think there's a good chance he overtakes Lamar Miller this year, if not forces a 50-50 timeshare. And we know in PPR formats, Johnson is going to be the more valuable asset. Lamar Miller did not catch a lot of passes last year. Melvin Gordon said he's just waiting for the call from the Chargers. I don't think it's coming, Melvin. I would love to see you get paid, but Gordon is reportedly looking for money in the $13 million a year range, and the Chargers are reportedly offering around $10 million. So looks like they're still – that seems close, but it's really not. I don't know what the guaranteed money is, but Melvin Gordon remains a risk right now, and I have not done it. I will say this. I was amazed last night at Emmanuel Sanders because he is a guy that I've kind of buried in my rankings. I did move him up a little bit. I don't want to overreact to the preseason, but, man, Emmanuel Sanders looked so good yesterday considering this is a guy that tore his Achilles tendon in December. He's 32 years old. That's a tough injury to come back from, especially at that age. And he was running full speed and looked phenomenal. Of course, the Broncos offense – you don't love it with Joe Flacco there, but it was funny, though. Everyone's celebrating. Oh, I got it. Sanders cheap. Oh, my God. What a victory. Relax. He still has to get through the season. It was a good sign, but I'm not going to, like, go out of my way now to get Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, let's see. Where did he go in my draft on Friday? He went, uh, and you're going to see him move up now. People, He went round nine as the 49th receiver off the board. Ahead of guys like Jameson Crowder, Gallup, and QT. I'll take all those guys over him. I really would. So uh, this will probably push him up, and maybe he doesn't become a value. And I've always been a huge, huge fan of Emmanuel Sanders. But still, he's still got to get through the season. You know, it's one game, uh, and he is getting older. So definitely some concern about that. Uh, John Harborough said Marquise Brown has a ways to go. Uh, he practiced a little bit more aggressively for the first time yesterday. This could be a guy that has an impact later on in the year. I did draft him in the FSG, FSGA draft in June. I might have to cut him, though, because uh, that's a 16-roster spot league, 14 teams. So I might not have enough time to, to, to wait around for him. But in deeper formats, if you have the bench stash, I think you can. I know the Ravens are not going to be a high-passing offense, and there's not going to be a ton of volume there. But he is a guy that's explosive and uh, can break some plays. So... Uh, someone in deeper formats, he's probably going to go undrafted in, in a lot of leagues right now. But that's a name just to keep on your radar because if he does get healthy, he could be a guy that uh, we're looking at that uh, maybe wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Uh, again, you don't want to invest heavily in the Ravens' offensive passing game because the volume is probably not going to be there. It's obviously a team that wants to run more. But I do think Lamar Jackson will get better as a passer. Let's take a look at this uh, Beat Adam Ronas Online Championship draft from Friday night. So eh, some things have changed between them, but nothing major. So I had the two-pick in this draft and went Saquon Barkley. It was McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, David Johnson, Hopkins, and Zeke goes at six in this draft. So Zeke uh, back to Cabo and not happy with the comments of Jerry Jones joking after the game the other day. As Tony Pollard had a good game and Jerry Jones said Zeke who? It was definitely joking, but... You know, I don't think Jerry Jones needed to do that. Obviously, Zeke and his team didn't take to it kindly. So I think a lot of people feel that Zeke will be there week one. But as we get closer to the year, there has to be some concern. If I was picking six, six and he was there, I'd take him, uh, knowing that it's a little bit of a risk. 
And uh, that same team was able to get Tony Pollard. So nice job there, Tony Pollard in round 10. So it's a good thing he did take him because if he, I was going to take him if he made it back. Uh, but got it covered there because I think Pollard is going to be the guy. We saw him look really good in the preseason. I know it was against the second team defense, but uh, Pollard is a guy that I have talked about for a couple months. I've, I have him in a lot of my early drafts. The Scott Fishbowl, which we did in July, I took him late. I took him in a couple of best balls. Uh, I took him in the Super Flex League that we did about three weeks ago. That was a 16-round draft. I took him in round 14 or 15. So now it's getting more difficult to take him. I did get him in that GST league that I did on Sunday that Doc was talking about. We had two leagues of 12. We were in different leagues. And I got Pollard, I believe, in round 11. I think the 11, 12 area. So was happy about that. But the price is going up. And uh, you're seeing it in... The drafts down, especially as we get closer to the start of the season. If Zeke's still out, it's going to rise. Like you're just going to see him go higher and higher, and you know you have to make that judgment at that point because we know if Zeke comes back, Pollard, I think will have a role, but it's not going to be significant. It's not like it's going to be sixty forty. They've always given Zeke that uh, full workload. Pollard's ADP right now, and the FFWC is one hundred two. The last few drafts one hundred five ninety two one ten ninety six. So you could see. He has definitely risen. He has gone as early as 85. So, again, benefits of drafting early. You could have gotten him cheap. Now the price rises. So, Zeke goes sixth. Then Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Lev Bell, Odell Beckham, and Juju Smith-Schuster. That closed out the first round. So, so, we were talking about how when you're picking top three right now, when you come back for round two and three, you really don't feel good about a lot of the options right now. There's a lot of question marks. Even Mike Evans is dealing with a quad injury now. Keenan Allen's dealing with an ankle injury. He's out for the preseason. Antonio Brown, you have his drama. T.Y. Hilton, we don't know about Andrew Luck. Amari Cooper, dealing with plantar fascia or a heel injury or something. And we know that doesn't get better unless you have rest. So a lot of issues here right now. You just don't feel good. So the receiver that I took there was Stephon Diggs. I do worry a little bit about Minnesota passing a little bit less. But here's the thing. Even if they do, where are the targets going in this passing game? Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph. And you like that for fantasy. It's a concentrated trio of targets for the most part. They don't have that third receiver that they're going to go to frequently. They'll throw to the running back. So Diggs still has huge upside. Again, I don't love him there, but I thought it was the best option. What did I do in round three? Which of those risky receivers did I take? Or maybe I went running back or a tight end. Find out next that it's full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Back here at the full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, beat Adam Ronis online championship league tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. If you're man enough, you think you can beat me, you're not scared, step up, play FFWC.com. Become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament setting. There are lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com with millionaires are made here's an update on antonio brown like this is every single day it's something this is actually positive news but it can quickly go to negative news at some point later on today john gruden just spoke with the media said antonio brown used a certified helmet today he's all in ready to go doesn't think his feet are an issue anymore that's according to vic tafer who covers the raiders for the athletics so We'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, I probably would consider late second round because of the uh, landmines that we are dealing with here now. So um, I know here's an update too. Calvin Watkins, who covers the Cowboys for the uh, Dallas New Morning News, Amari Cooper said he's got plantar fasciitis in his left foot. It's something he's had before. That's not good, man. That is a painful injury. To people I have spoken with that have it, that's it, that really sucks for Amari Cooper, and definitely makes him a little bit of a risk right now. Uh, I was I was glad to take him early third round. I think I took him. Yeah, I took him in the FSGA, man. I think in the early third round of a fourteen team league, definitely concerned about it now uh, for sure. You know, hopefully it is a pain tolerance issue, so you might not see him practice a lot. But it is a little bit concerned. Now, Cooper said he's not concerned about it, that he had it before and played through it. So he said he had it in his uh, rookie year and his sophomore year at Alabama. If you remember, he had a 1,000-yard season his rookie year. So, you know, you hate to – I mean, again, if he's dealt with it before, I guess he knows how to manage it. But still, it's not an injury that you'll like to hear about because it is definitely uh, painful. So I think you do have to be – a little bit cautious when you draft him. And it's just going back to what I said about that early, the late second, early third round. And I had to deal with it the other night. So as I mentioned, I started Barkley and Diggs and I came back with T.Y. Hilton. And it's all about whether luck is healthy at this point. Because we saw a couple years ago that T.Y. Hilton struggled with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Now, I think Brissett is better and improved. Uh, they're talking about, I just saw a headline that uh, Hilt was named MVP of the Colts training camp, which is great. No, no one really cares. It just shows he's healthy and, and doing well. Um, you know, Hilton, 76, 12, 76 touchdowns last year. And I've said it before, you know, he he's not a guy that's going to reach 100 receptions. He's never scored more than seven touchdowns in a year. But he does offer a really high floor every week when you look at the game log. So, Two years ago, when Luck was out, he had 57 catches, 966, four touchdowns. If he does that here, uh, it's, a, it's a terrible pick. Again, it's a situation where it's kind of the best of a, 
of some picks that you don't feel great about. I could have gone running back, but I didn't feel great about them either. So, look, there is a chance Luck plays week one, although reading some of the things today, my guess is he might not play week one. But even if he's out a week or two, I, I'm not ready to downgrade Hilton in a big way. And, I, and a part of it is, like, he's healthy right now, where Cooper isn't 100%. Allen's not 100%. Brown is the whole helmet saga. So it's just not a good spot to pick in right now. And maybe I, maybe I could have won carry on Johnson at 211. Uh, and then maybe, maybe Diggs falls to me around three. I don't know. Uh, the team on the turn want McCaffrey carry on Devonta Freeman. So either way, um, it could have been better, but not, not awful. So round four, uh, one pick before made DJ Moore. Ugh. 21st receiver off the board. That's who I wanted. So I actually took Kenny Galladay, who went as the 22nd receiver off the board. And I don't have much Galladay. I like him uh, for sure. It's an offense that we they're not going to pass a ton. But Galladay's got, got big upside. It's just I think when you look at him to some of the receivers in that range, you go, well, the Detroit offense is more run-focused compared to some of these other guys. And Marvin Jones did get a similar amount of targets when the two played together last year. Marvin Jones, the last time I saw the other day, he was a little banged up, dealing with a little bit of a knee issue. But Galladay was the highest player on my board at that point. And then I came back and got Mike Williams. I was happy about that. Mike Williams as my fourth receiver in the flex spot as wide receiver 25. And, and maybe Williams is better than Galladay. Galladay becomes my fourth. So I was happy to get Williams. Double-digit touchdowns last year. And, yes, he didn't get heavy volume, but this is another situation like Chris Godwin. Look at the Chargers' depth chart right now. Remember, Tyrell Williams is gone. So that opens up more targets for Mike Williams. Also, Travis Benjamin's their three. He's not going to command a lot of targets. They don't have much at the four and five. And, yes, Keenan Allen is going to get his, no question about it. And Hunter Henry is there. But to me, if you look at this offense, it's basically Henry Williams-Allen. There's not any three or four receiver that's going to ask or get a lot of targets. And I think with Melvin Gordon out, it helps the receivers. To me, Mike Williams and Hunter Henry benefit because I think they ran the ball. I don't know the numbers offhand, but Gordon usually gets double-digit touchdowns. It seems like you know he would get more red zone looks, where if it's Eckler and Jackson, I see them passing a little bit more near the goal line. Because you got a huge target like Mike Williams, 6'4", 250, and Hunter Henry. I think it helps those guys. So the longer Gordon remains out, I think it actually increases the touchdown upside for Williams and Henry. Williams is a freak, man. We all remember last year that game against the Chiefs, the three-touchdown game. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, look at his volume last year, and he can't repeat the touchdowns. He's getting more volume, man. And I do think there's a chance he can have 10 touchdowns again. I mean, I really do. He's a guy that Rivers loves throwing downfield. He loves those big receivers from Vincent Jackson, Malcolm Floyd, and now he put Mike Williams in there. Another year of improvement. Yeah, love it. I was happy because a lot of drafts I don't come away with Mike Williams. He generally goes in the fourth round. So I was really happy to get Mike Williams in that spot. A big fan of him. I loved him last year, too. I had him in quite a few leagues, and it was a bumpy ride. You know, I think there are some people that might have had him benched last year in that big game against the Chiefs. So uh, I was fortunate in one of my leagues to have him in there because it was a 14-team league. And, you know, when you get in those 14-team leagues, you get to the point late in the year where you have injuries or 
you just you got to start those guys. You know, probably a lot of people had Derek Henry benched in 12-team leagues, 14-team league with that big game against Jacksonville last year with four touchdowns. You play him. All right, so I've said this numerous times, and for people who listen to the show, you all know, if I write something or I say something, I do it in my drafts. I don't say something and do the opposite. That's not what I'm about. I'll leave that to the other frauds. I keep it real, like Chappelle. When keeping it real goes right for me, hopefully not wrong. But... So Barkley, Diggs, Hilton, Galladay, Mike Williams. So then uh, I actually was going to go O.J. Howard in round six because there were five tight ends off the board. No, wait, was it? Oh, no. Okay, so this is what happened. In that round, uh, I was hoping that, that Henry or Howard would make it back. And Henry did not. Howard did. And I took a little bit of a risk. I said, okay, remember, I'm picking two. So I'm looking at the team at the one. He's got three running backs, two receivers. So I said, all right, I'm going to risk that he doesn't take O.J. Howard because I wanted Miles Sanders. And I took Sanders. Even though he might not be the starter to begin the year, I think Sanders is going to wind up starting. We've heard nothing but positive reports. I know Jordan Howard has played more snaps than him in the preseason. doesn't matter to me. Talent's going to win out here. Jordan Howard's not that good. We saw him in a similar system in Chicago. Just not a great fit. So uh, to get him as my RB2 after four receivers, you know, I felt like it was a good pick. And then I was going to come back with O.J. Howard. But O.J. Howard went... The next pick. So he didn't make it back. And not crushing. There's still a couple tight ends I like. But I would have liked to get O.J. Howard in round six. I think that's a nice value. I think Howard's just, he's he's unbelievable. You look at his per game numbers, they are sick. And for anyone who says, well, Bruce Arians doesn't use the tight end. I don't buy that at all. Because he's never had a tight end like O.J. Howard. I mean, I think the best tight end he's had was Heath Miller in Pittsburgh. And he had some good years. Uh, again, Look at Tampa Bay. It's Godwin, Evans, O.J. Howard. Yeah, Brashard Perryman, Watson. Those guys are not going to get a lot of targets. It's going to be a lot to Evans, Godwin, and O.J. Howard. Howard is is going to eat. The only risk for me with Howard is he has had injuries the first couple years. Tight ends tend to get banged up. But I will absolutely take O.J. Howard end of round six. That would have been pick 71, 72 area. Yeah, I'll take him there. Uh, So Howard went. So round seven, it took D.D. Westbrook as my wide receiver five. And you know, I think Westbrook, you know, over 100 targets last year. I think Foles is better than Bortles. I don't know. I wouldn't say significant upgrade. And we'll see if Foles is a system quarterback or not. I think there is a little bit. But I think Westbrook's the number one receiver on Jacksonville. So I took him. Josh Gordon went with the next pick. Wide receiver 37. Off the board, and that's about where I rank. Looking back at it, you know, that Gordon might have been a good fit there, but we know there's some risk with him for sure. But you know, as my fifth wide receiver, maybe I could have done that. Maybe that that was the right spot, maybe to take a risk uh, in that area because when Gordon was healthy last year, he was really good. But so far, I have not taken Josh Gordon yet. But you know what? Looking back on it, that might not have been a bad pick there. I think that that's the area where you take a risk as your fifth wide receiver. But we'll come back, we'll continue talking about this draft here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday afternoon. Getting you set for the fantasy football season. Lots of drafts upcoming, and we're here to help you. Make sure you head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Tons of content up there, including our preseason pro picks. Mine will be out in the next day or two. Updated rankings. I update them daily. The date might not always say it today. It does say August 20th updated, but trust me, I'm doing it daily as news filters in. I've taken Deonta Foreman out. I've moved Josh Gordon up. So there's little minor tweaks every single day. So if you're doing a draft like for me, I will uh, print my sheet out just in a little bit for tonight because it is the online championship beat Adam Rona's play FFWC.com at 10 p.m. Eastern. So if you are going to use them for a draft this weekend, wait until the last possible minute because I'll be making changes daily, and we have games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week. So there'll be injuries. There'll be depth chart changes. So there will be more on the way. But lots of content over at FullTimeFantasy.com. Preseason notes, uh, projections, are customizable rankings. All you have to do is put in your parameters and it will spit out a cheat sheet specifically catered to your league. And you can ask questions on the message boards and forums. We also have you still covered for MLB DFS as well and season long league for baseball. If you have any questions, you could ask them. We still have the waiver wire report, close the depth chart bullpen updates as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, recapping the beat out of Ronas online championship draft. Kind of giving you my thoughts as I build my team uh, from the two-spot, 12-team PPR league. Start a quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, two flex, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. So Barkley, Diggs, Hilton, Galladay, Mike Williams, Miles Sanders, D.D. Westbrook. Round eight came back and was looking at I, – I, I, I thought about Deshaun Watson for a second. I really like him, but I just can't do it, man, when I'm uh, – I can't take that, that quarterback in round eight, in this format at least. Uh, as much as I would love to get some shares of Deshaun Watson, it's just really difficult to do in this format. And if you played in it before, you understand when you see, you know, Lamar Jackson round 12, Jameis Winston round 12. 13 cam newton round 13 it's just hard to take that to sean watts quarterback I mean, he could be the qb1 this year so i went with another running back you know i already have five receivers so again what i'm doing now i'm trying to stash some players that could be my rb2 because i i have five wide receivers right now so i'm good at receiver um well i mean i want to add more receiver depth later but most of the time i'm starting Two running backs, five receivers with the two flags most of the time. Now, there were times last year where I went with the running backs because I think I had Gurley, Chris Carson. Uh, there might have been another good running back or two. So there were some weeks, yeah, where I am going to start three running backs. It, it all depends what you pick up on free agency as well. But for the most part, I'm going receiver heavy, especially picking from the two spot. 
So I took Kalen Balaj as RB40 in round eight. Uh, his stock has risen, but, you know, for now, it looks like he's the guy. I mean, Kenyon Drake, I'm not giving up on. It's not a great offense, so I'm not in love with it. But, you know, round eight, I can deal with it. And looking at the other running backs on the board, you know, he probably had the best shot to potentially at least play a lead role. And I'm not even sure if I'm going to start him week one at this point, but we'll see what happens with him. So round nine, I... Uh, I had a couple of options here. There were a few receivers that I liked, uh, but I went with Vance McDonald as the eighth tight end off the board. I think round nine is the area where I think it's fair to get him. McDonald was very good last year, and he had to split with Jesse James. He played about the same amount of snaps as James last year. McDonald's always had the talent. Now, it is about staying healthy for him. That is definitely a concern. He's been getting banked up throughout his career. But there's a lot of targets vacated in that Pittsburgh offense. And I think McDonald has a really good opportunity. We know Roethlisberger likes throwing at the tight end. So if he can get six, seven touchdowns, 60 receptions, then I'll be happy about that in that spot. So I was happy to get him. Uh, round 10 came back. Uh, we start. I told you I would have taken Tony Pollard, but he went middle of the 10th round. Uh, so again, here. A lot of receivers are off the board, and I'm looking to stash a running back here. And uh, there were there were a few good options here. I went with Devin Singletary because I think he can potentially lead this team in touches. I know LaShawn McCoy is there, but he just wasn't very effective last year. I could see him maybe getting dealt to a better team. I'm just, just not a fan of McCoy. And neither was anyone in this draft because he went round 13, RB57. So... You know, round, these are the rounds where you're kind of looking for lottery tickets that could smash, that can crush. And some of them are not going to work out. As I always say, go back, look at those double-digit rounds. A lot of those players don't work out. But you're taking shots here. And for me, Devin Singletary could be the Bills running back at some point, the starter. And with Josh Allen, we know the running quarterback or the threat of a running quarterback opens it up for these running backs. The next two picks, uh, the team on the turn, Justice Hill, Darwin Thompson, love both those picks. Uh, and it was a tough call between all of them. Uh, I probably would have wound up taking one of those guys if they slipped. They didn't, so I came back with Paris Campbell around 11, which is a little risky right now because he is dealing with a hamstring issue, and he hasn't been able to practice much. So you hate to see that from a rookie, but again, this is more of a stash. He's got great speed, and if this Colts offense is operating at a high level, I could see Campbell playing a big role in the slot. So next pick was Deshaun Hamilton, who I do like. But again, if Sanders is healthy, that hurts him. And then DK Metcalf, who we didn't know at the time, but he is going to have knee surgery. They haven't specified exactly what kind of surgery it is. It probably is a scope, but that's going to hurt him too because he's going to miss some time. Uh, then we start, start to see some quarterbacks go in that round. Aaron Rodgers, fifth quarterback in round 11. Carson Wentz, six. Matt Ryan, seven. Roethlisberger, eight. Uh, so round 12, came back and uh, took Traquan Smith. You know, he was a disappointment last year because he was a little erratic. But you saw the upside for him. You know, a couple hundred-yard games, a couple touchdowns. And, you know, the Saints offense to me is going to be still run heavy. But you never know. And what if Michael, if Michael Thomas gets hurt? Now, he wouldn't see that same amount of volume. But, you know, I'm taking a, a player with a lot of talent in Traquan Smith. And it was his rookie year. And there are going to be struggles. Not every rookie receiver is going to come out and ball out like Calvin Ridley, who was in a really good spot with Julio Jones on the other side. But Traquan Smith's really talented. So took a shot on him.
in that round. And then finally, and, and see, this is where looking at the other team helps. Now, it could have backfired, but round 12, I go, okay, it's 12-13. All right, it's time to get a quarterback, right? Well, I looked at team one. They have Deshaun Watson. So I didn't think that that team would take a backup quarterback at that 12-13 turn. You know, you never know. Maybe they, the team has a mindset like, wow, this is just too much value to pass up. I'm taking my second quarterback here. But I think in this format, you're probably not going to see that often. And, you know, a lot of times it's a calculated risk, and you have to determine what are the odds, what's the likely outcome. So I determined he's not going to take a quarterback, and I was right. So it allowed me to come back and get Cam Newton as QB 11 in round 13. I mean, come on. I will take that all the time. And I know there's some people who are probably worried about Cam and the shoulder, but there hasn't been any indication that it's any issue. So seen reports recently that he's throwing the ball well downfield. Got great weapons. McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. And Cam Newton, when he's healthy, is always a QB1. Now, I guess a lot of it does come down to how much is he going to run? Because that could hurt. I mean, Cam's never been a guy to attempt a high volume amount of passes or throw a lot of touchdowns. A lot of value is tied to his legs. But Cam Newton is just the type of quarterback that I think that that's going to run. He's kind of said it before. You know, I think last year they asked him maybe to do less, and it's just not the way he is. If he sees a lane, he's going to take off. So he's still going to give you those rushing yards. And I think this is the best array of weapons he's had in his career. You know, you get the ball in the hands of D.J. Moore, let him do his thing after the catch, same with Curtis Samuel, same with Christian McCaffrey. They don't need to take tons of shots downfield. Remember in the past, they've had like the big receivers like Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches, and it's a lot of down the field stuff. They don't need to do that with this receiving court. You know, throw to DJ Moore in a seven-yard slant. He could take it to the house. He could pick up 30 yards. So that's going to help Cam Newton too. So very happy to get him there. Uh, and this is why you wait on quarterbacks uh, in this format. Now, round 14, I came back and... Mark Andrews was still there. You know, I ha, you know, I take two tight ends in this format. Uh, looking at what was on the board, you know, I figured, all right, I'm probably going to take a second quarterback. But there was nothing else there that really excited me uh, when you look at what went in that round. And I took Mark Andrews. Now, I could have went to Laney Walker, and we didn't see Walker until the weekend, and he looked really good. But I think Andrews has some big upside. I know there's a concern that, He's not in there on every snap. Here's the thing with Andrews. I think when he is in there, they're going to be targeting him. He had a great rapport last year with Lamar Jackson. The reports are he's had one of the best training camps. I have even taken him as my tight end one, and that might be risky at this point. It could be. But my tight end two in round 14, no brainer for me. You know, I'm looking for that big upside, and Andrews has it. You know, again, this is, it's not going to be a pass-heavy offense, but, you know, I think he will throw to the tight end. So I was happy to get Andrews there, especially since, again, in other leagues, I've taken him as my uh, tight end one, which probably is risky at this point. Round 15 came back, got my second quarterback, Dak Prescott. I've written about him, I've talked about him, and I don't know. People just, they're, I take, like, I took him in a draft, be like, oh, a homer pick. How's it a homer pick? I mean, Dak Prescott has been a QB1. The last three years, his first three years in the league, he's has at least six rushing touchdowns in each year in the league. And I do think this Cowboys offense is going to become a little bit more aggressive. I don't think Dak's going to throw 600 times. We know this is primarily a running team, but we've seen his pass attempts go up each year, 459, 495, 26. 
He's had at least 22 touchdowns in three straight years. Two of those years, he does not have double-digit interceptions. And again, he had some on the ground. Last year, he actually had 347 rushing yards, the highest in his career. Um, actually, no, sorry, looking at the wrong number there for the rushing. That, that was not his rushing numbers. Uh, his rushing numbers, uh, 305 last year, 357 was the career two years ago, but he did have 75 attempts last year. And they could get more creative and use him on the run a little bit more. And, you know, it's, it, you, you, you don't want to count on those rushing touchdowns for a quarterback because they can disappear. We saw last year Russell Wilson had none. Uh, but Dak has done it three years in a row, six in each year. So they will do that near the goal line for sure. Dak has that ability to read the defense and, and take it in. So as my backup quarterback, yeah, I'll definitely take him. Uh, does he have a huge ceiling? No. But, again, he's proven it. And, you know, with a, a full offseason of Amari Cooper, even though he is a little banged up right now, the development of Michael Gallup, who, man, love this kid. Love this kid. I mean, he was showing it last year. I remember right before Cooper trade happened, I said, pick up Michael Gallup. He's going to finish the season strong. You could just see him developing. You could see him getting open. And uh, it happened. I mean, even with Cooper there, Gallup finished strong. So uh, Gallup is someone I like a lot. You know, Witten's good, not going to put up big fantasy numbers, but he helps the offense. Randall Cobb's there as well. So good weapons here for Dak, and Dak has looked sharp in the preseason. So he's someone I like as a QB, too. Uh, and then uh, Andy Isabella in round 16 as the 86 receiver off the board. I mean, Isabella was a guy probably going a few rounds before this. He had an injury. Now, he did have a 59-yard touchdown late in the game, but he's someone that can move up the depth chart for Arizona. And if this offense is as explosive and wide open as we think, he could play a role. And I guess the 86 receiver off the board. I'm kind of looking for some upside, taking into the young, talented receiver in an offense that should be putting up points or at least passing a lot. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up looking at the last few picks in the draft and any other news going on in the NFL right now here. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes. Don't forget, you want updated rankings, check out fulltimefantasy.com. I update them every day, went through them today. Use the promo code RONIS50, get your first two months for the price of one. Preseason pro picks from several high-stakes players. Find out who they're putting their money on. Bounce-back player, sleeper, breakout. Plus, we've had big names on this list the last just last year. Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, James White, LaShawn McCoy has one to avoid, and it's important to know who to avoid. You don't want to step into those landmines, so check it out. And again, playffwc.com if you're ready for a draft. I'm drafting tonight. It's the Beat Adam Ronis Online Championship League at 10 p.m. Eastern. So if you think you're great and you can beat me, here's your opportunity. 
put your money where your mouth is. You listen. You're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I hate his strategy. Okay, here you go. Try and try and win. Play FFWC.com. We have some news here. The Cowboys have signed a player. Not Ezekiel uh, Elliott. Not Dak Prescott. Not Amari Cooper. Jalen Smith, the linebacker, who is a great story. I mean, the Cowboys drafted this guy after tearing his knee at Notre Dame and probably sitting there like, what are they doing? But, man, he was phenomenal last year. So, not the guy we want for fantasy purposes, but as a Cowboy fan, I'm happy to have Jalen Smith. Uh, I, I am a fan. So, yeah, uh, definitely uh, happy that they signed him. But need to get Zeke on the field, man, getting closer to the start of the season, especially for fantasy purposes. We need some clarification here on what's going to happen because uh, it's really going to depend on where you take Tony Pollard right now. And the price is uh, pretty high um, for Pollard at this point. But I, I would still take him. Again, we're, we're talking ninth, 10th round, man. That's where you're taking shots. There's no definitive. And it also comes down to what your team looks like at that point. But still take Tony Pollard at this point. Again, if, if, if uh, Zeke comes back, he might not do anything for you this year. You might not start him in many weeks. But if Zeke doesn't return, got a home run pick in the middle rounds. Kind of like James Conner last year for Pittsburgh. That wraps it up here. But remember, you can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Promo code Rowan is 50. First two months for the price of one to play FFWC.com. Head on over and take me on tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. I'll be back Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.